Hello, everybody. This is Kevin Witham, and welcome to Season 2 of the Common Grounds Unity Podcast. In this season, we want to focus on practical discussions about unity within the Stone Campbell movement and beyond. Jesus valued unity and prayed for it, that we may all be one so that the world may know. We believe unity is best achieved through relationships rather than beginning with disagreements over doctrine, practice, or ideology. We value the gathering, breaking bread, and sharing a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage. We invite you to gather with another Christian outside your particular family of churches and tell others that unity starts with a cup of coffee. So grab a cup and let's get started with another episode of the Common Ground Unity Podcast. Welcome back to another Common Grounds Unity podcast. I'm Kevin Witham, and am happy to be joined today by Alicia Crumpton, who's going to be co-hosting uh, our podcast today. And we're back with our series titled A Time to Tear Down and A Time to Build. Today, we are bringing back for a second week, Mark Nelson, uh, who Alicia will begin our conversation with in just a couple of moments. But let me say a couple of things about Mark and just kind of briefly introduce you to him if you were not with us last week. And by the way, if you weren't with us last week, you need to go back and listen uh, last week. Just some great thoughts and insights Mark shared from his book, Reformation, uh, which you can pick up at reformationbook.com or on Amazon. He co-authored it in 2019 with Alan Hirsch. Uh, Mark's been in ministry for a lifetime, ranging from youth ministry to campus ministry to a lead pastor of a church plant where he and his family are now a part in Knoxville, Tennessee. And he has also worked with church planting entities and kind of reimagining what churches could look like moving forward to reframe uh, the story as we talked about last week and connecting this wonderful story of the gospel to the hearts of people that many are searching and many have, have left. And, uh, we need to be thinking in terms of how to help them see again the delight of the story, to be re-enchanted with the story. So we're glad to have Mark back with us. And we're going to be talking about some other aspects of uh, of his work with the Three Rivers Collaboration and maybe Forge America and some of these other uh, entities that are part of what he does. So glad to have Mark back. Alicia, glad to have you back co-hosting. And Thank why don't you. you take it from here and lead us into our discussion? Well, it's good to be back this week, and Mark, it's always a pleasure to have a conversation with you. Um, I know that you're a man in transition, uh, lead pastor for so many years, and now you're you're you have been transitioning in the last year or so to the Three Rivers Collaboration. Tell us what this is and what the mission is. Absolutely, um, yeah, it's great to be with you all again. Thank you so much for having me. Three Rivers Collaborative is birthed out of a, a Lilly Foundation grant. So Eli Lilly in Indianapolis has been known to give grants to different uh, nonprofits and churches. They have an incredibly generous heart. And a, a grant, an initiative called the Thriving Congregations Initiative uh, was applied for 
uh, at Johnson University in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, back in 2020, right when the uh, when the pandemic hit. And so I was asked to be a part of that, uh, write some of it, and then a few months later, when we were awarded the grant, I was asked to be the, become the executive director. And so what I did in 2021, at least for the first six months, was think about what it means to create something called the Three Rivers Collaborative. Think about what it means to invite churches to be into a learning community. And so we came up with this mission that we feel really strongly about. Um, We are calling churches and inviting churches and helping churches to reframe their God-given mission. So reframe is very much a theme of my life. And we're asking them not to change their mission, but to consider how they might reframe it to let it be seen differently. We're also asking them to relearn the radical ways of Jesus in community. Uh, not just relearn the radical ways of Jesus, but in community, we think that's significant to, to the overall vision. And then to release uh, kind of the church's God-given potential in an ever-changing cultural context. The world around us is shifting as, as churches and as followers of Jesus. We'll keep trying to find ways to express, our, express ourselves uh, ecclesiastically as a gathering, as a church. And, and there's a releasing of the potential that should happen. So to reframe and relearn and release is kind of the overall mission and vision of Three Rivers Collaborative. You know, part of the, uh, my curiosity about this initiative is just having known you for so many years, uh, for you to transition uh, is a big deal. Um, what was your your why here, your personal why, and and what's the urgency that you felt in becoming part of this this initiative? Now you get personal, Alicia. Okay, so uh, <laughs> uh, I'm 58 years old, and I have loved actually every aspect of vocational ministry that I've ever had. I loved youth ministry for seven years. I loved uh, being in campus ministry at Purdue for 10, and I've loved planning a church for the last 15. And I think I could have played that out. Um, but then I began to think I got about 10, 15 years left of really something that I could focus on. Do I want to just play this out? Um, do I want to have a new challenge? And I read an article. I wish I could remember uh, the, the author, but it's the difference between a manager's schedule and a maker's schedule. And I realized that much of what I found myself doing lately was managing. And, and I'm, I'm a maker and I love to create. And so when I thought about the next 10 to 15 years of my life, I wanted to give it to something like that. And Three Rivers was a way that I could create and I could make. And honestly, I have seen people and I've experienced it where people hit a certain point in, in, in life, not just in vocational ministry, where they're just doing it because there's nothing else to do. And I've told myself if I ever hit that point where I hit that, okay, I'm just going to keep doing this because I don't know what else I would do anyway, and I need a paycheck. I said, I I won't like myself. I I have people in my life that their job is to kick my butt if that happened. And so I wanted to make sure that I made this decision before I got to that point. And when Three Rivers Collaborative came, I was allowed to still be a part of my neighborhood in Knoxville, which is very important to me. I was allowed to take everything Dr. Tommy Smith, the president of Johnson University, in his pitch to me, said, it feels like everything that you've done through your ministry life has prepared you to do this. 
And so to be able to take all those things I've learned and experienced, the failures I've had, the successes, and go, what if we drew churches together to learn together some of this? That was a great challenge for me. And, and for me, that was uh, the reason to make that step. When you go on the website, Mark, of uh, the Three Rivers Collaborative, spent some time perusing that today and encourage folks to take a look at the website. One of the things it says on it is that the collaborative seeks to help cultivate a collaborative learning community centered on mission. Can you talk to us a little bit about how TRC does that exactly and what are some practical things you do? Yeah, uh, I could probably talk about each of those words in that statement. Um, let me start with the mission. <clears throat> There's this exercise that is done. I'm a part of an organization called Forge America. and uh, I've learned a ton from Alan Hirsch and Mike Frost and Deb Hirsch, the founders of that organization. And one of the exercises we do is we say uh, in a group of room, uh, in a group of people, tell us characteristics of God. And to there's never never been a time that this has failed. To a person, they'll start listing things that are all correct. God is loving. God is merciful. God is gracious. Da 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 da. And we'll make this big long list on the whiteboard. And never once have I been in a room where anybody said God is ascending God. And I think God is ascending God. Missio Dei is the phrase that we use. Uh, I think God sends us to be on mission. I think God said, look, I've called you to participate in a movement to help put this world back together. We don't do it in a salvific sort of way. We're not God, we're not Jesus, but we are following in the ways of Jesus to do that. And so to be on mission in that way is, is what we're calling people to do. And, and especially the churches that we are working with and to do that together in a learning community collaboratively, um, I think my opinion is it's the best way. It's relationally based. It's not just come and sit in a webinar and take all this information in. This is us learning together, shoulder to shoulder, arms around each other going, this is the overall mission to extend the kingdom of God. Not just make my church bigger, but, but make the kingdom of God bigger, to make a difference in this world. And to do that together, that is an overarching mission of Three Rivers Collaborative. And to be able to invite churches to do that 12 months at a time in a group, uh, it's 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 wonderful and a great challenge. One of the things I'm springboarding off of as I as I listen to you describe that is how really it's another reframing, right? We're thinking more in terms of my church. We're thinking and elevating our sight towards the, the body of Christ as the church and how each of us fits into that. I think that's such a beautiful expression that sort of gets us to look up um, rather than, than that reductionist thing that can happen when we're solely focused on our own feet, so to speak. Absolutely. So as I understand it, and from the website, the Three Rivers Collaborate uh, Collaborative, uh, couldn't get it out, um, invites people and churches to enter into a year-long collective journey for exploration and application with a core group of strategic leaders. So there's the community piece. And then this is a mouthful, Mark, yeah. who hope to understand, translate, integrate, and multiply the seven marks of transformative faith communities, and that's quoted, into their churches. Please just 
describe for us what that means and, and maybe say a bit more about the seven marks of transformative faith communities? Yeah. Um, one thing about this is this isn't just for the professional Christian. This isn't just for the vocational pastor. This is for uh, leaders in the churches. Now, the churches that uh, commit to this, the, the lead person needs to be a part of this because we, we know that without the lead pastor, a lot of these things aren't, aren't going to become a part of the discussion. But this is not just for the clergy. It's also for the laity. And so that core group of strategic leaders includes that. Our goal in this, and I believe I believe this is the Leslie Newbigin quote, he talks about his goal is not to lower the clergy. His goal is to lift the laity so that the gap between clergy and laity is always more and more enclosed that we're doing this together. So one of the things that we're doing is, is doing this as a core group of strategic leaders, not just pastors. When it comes to uh, the seven marks of transformative faith communities, and those are on the website, and I don't really want, it would take me far too long to go through those, but I can tell you the why behind it. The why behind it is, is metrics and measurement. And, and so often, well, let me tell you this story. So I'm a huge baseball fan. And if you've seen the uh, movie or read the book Moneyball, the movie starred Brad mm-hmm. Pitt. It's all about Billy Bean, the Oakland A's, who devised an analytic way. It's called sabermetrics. And he suddenly measured the success of baseball differently. I guess this was in the 90s. And, and stolen bases didn't mean the same thing. And hits didn't mean the same thing. And he totally revolutionized baseball and in some ways revolutionized sports because he changed what success meant and what metrics you use to measure. it. In the church, our metrics are pretty basic. It's the four B's is what they say. Uh, butts in the seat, budget, buildings, baptisms, right? <laughs> and there's some others in there. Four B's are easy to remember. What we are saying with the seven marks is we just think these are different ways to measure what is going on in a church. So it measures what type of formational rhythms you have. It measures what type of leadership development. How clear is your calling and mission? Does your church even know what your calling and mission is? How well do you understand the context that you've come from? Those are just a few of those seven marks. How do you measure your success as a church? Stop counting the people. No, I don't mean stop counting the people. Stop allowing that to be the dominant metric of whether your church is good or not. Allow some of these other things to revolutionize that. And so so part of well, I guess the core of why we have these seven marks is so people can think about different ways to measure success in their churches. You know, I, as a follow-up to that, you know, the website, and, and you have also spoken about it, these three really strong action words around reframe, relearn, release. As I consider those words, and how they might be animated and even activated within a believer's life, I I can't help but think of transformation and the difficulties of transformation. You know, I think when we think, consider Romans 12 too, do not conform, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I think that's, that's an ongoing process here. Say a little bit about that. How do you see transformation as being an integral sort of vision for the Three Rivers Collaborative? 
Yeah, um, we're looking at a, an overall transformation of of understanding all those things: the calling, the radical ways of Jesus, the unleashing into a cultural context. And so, for us to bring about that transformation, we think it's a journey. And and the goal is this: um, I think the Book of Acts is a great example of what we're calling, what God has called the church to be. And I love to call, you know, everybody's got a lot of names for the book of Acts, Acts of the Apostle, you know, da, da, da. I think it's 30 years that changed the world. So when I think about the book of Acts, it's 30 years that <laughs> literally changed the world. That, that is our vision, is, is, is Acts and 30 years that changed the world. We're calling churches to a transformative movement, not just to become a better institution. But what we have to do is get them to understand where they're starting or their status quo. Their status quo is where they are. So so we go, this is where you are and this is where you want to be. And there is no mythical rope bridge to get you from there to there. You must go down and up. You must travel in this journey. So the vision is Acts, but the journey is, is Exodus. And we've got to go through this wilderness and we've got to decide what we're going to take on this journey and what we're going to leave behind. So what we've called them to do the first third of the year that we spend together is unraveling who you are. Let's just, let's unravel it all. Let's understand it. Let's diagnose where we are so that we know for this journey what we're going to take with us. We then call them to, to dream and imagine. That's kind of the second part of this journey together. So unravel then to, to dream and imagine. We don't have much space, pastors don't, and lay leaders don't, to imagine because they're fixing the church sign or they're getting vacation Bible school ready or, oh my gosh, we forgot to get grape juice this week for communion. Those are the things that, that keep us, we have to create the space to dream and imagine. Once we get to that point, we talk about practice and movement. How do we not just get new programs for our church? How do we not just get the latest, coolest, hippest discipleship method, but how do we have transformation that brings about movement, not that makes our institution better? So that's the journey that's the journey that we're inviting people on uh, throughout this whole collaborative process. Mark, on your website, and, and by the way, for those that are listening, um, the, the website is three, threeriverscollaborative.com, threeriverscollaborative.com. So you can go on and peruse that website and look up those seven marks of transformative faith communities and some other things. You talk about co- cohorts. And you talk about churches being a part of cohorts and talk a little bit about what that is and why they're valuable and, and how in practice um, they, they come together and, and you work with them. Yeah. For this first year, this, this inaugural year, we have 13 churches. Our goal was 12. We ended up with 13. And those 13 churches gather together throughout the year three or four times, but they're also divided up into three cohorts. So we have a um, one cohort of five churches, which is, they each chose a name. They're the Augustine cohort and, uh, they're five African-American churches. There's three AME Zion church, one Kojic church, one independent Baptist church. We have another cohort called the four corners that are four, uh, Stone Campbell Christian churches, a little bit more from the rural areas. And then we have four that are city center churches. We have a Lutheran church, a Baptist church, uh, crossings. The church that I planted is in that and another church that is uh, uh, diverse, uh, 50-50, white-black. And so these churches, again, are together three or four times, all 13, but then they separate into three cohorts. And 
And what we try to do is, is learn together. It's, it's not, again, someone talking and, and, and uh, disseminating information so that they can learn it and go make a program change. It's us being collaborative because we believe that the solo genius dynamic is something that we need to break out of, that we want, the, we want to leverage the collective genius. We want to leverage the genius, genius of a community rather than one entity. And the answer to the problem that a church may be struggling to, to overcome, the vision they're trying to accomplish, is, is more likely to be found in someone else's story than some expert who's talking about something they did 25 years ago. And so we want, we think we're better together than we are alone. And collaboration is a huge part of that. Let me quote Nick Offerman, those of you that are parks and recreation fans. Uh, he's a woodworker. I love, I love his books. I love them on audio. And he says, uh, eight people with one beer each is so much better than one guy with eight beers. <laughs> so it's that whole thing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's eight of us together doing it instead of one guy just getting drunk. So that type of spirit of collaboration, that communal genius is what happens when we learn together in community, I think. I am so excited about this uh, uh, collaborative work. I think that, that those of us affiliated with Common Grounds Unity, it, it speaks to the heart of what we're trying to do to work together to strengthen the bonds of the body of Christ over, in our case, coffee and conversation. So I just, I just really want to praise and say thanks to God for giving the vision for this initiative. I know it's a little early perhaps to, to say some ahas, excuse me, or some lessons learned that you're seeing thus far. Is there anything you'd care to share that's just like, wow, I can't believe we're seeing this or things that have happened or success stories or. I could say, I can tell you what has brought the biggest smile to my face so far. And just the, what are we uh, four, six months into this thing in the middle of COVID? I have this, what I call a lunchroom theology. And I think most of life can refer back to middle school or junior high. And we know that lunchrooms are the worst places in the world. Everybody's got their table and you get 20 minutes to eat your little rectangle pizza and your tater tots before you have to go back. <laughs> to the and uh, I think that um, we're so used to a world that divides us up. We're so used to a world that these people sit at that table. These people sit at that table These because they're the jocks and they're the nerds and they're the brains or, you know, what, whatever. We all know those things. We, you can go watch the movie Mean Girls and understand it all. But um, my lunchroom theology is it doesn't have to be that way in the church. And yeah. it doesn't have to be that way with God because God not only calls us to go to different tables, he calls us to take all the tables and scooch them together to make one big table. Mm -hmm. And when I see these churches come together, the AME Zions and the Cooperative Baptist and the, the, the Stone Campbell churches and the St. John's mm -hmm. Lutheran, and I see these all set around one table, that is success for me. That, mm -hmm. that is going, I understand that God is bigger than my denomination. Do they all agree? They do not. Do they all have the same practices of faith? They do not. Do they all love Jesus? They do. And we're sitting around a table 
We're trying to follow in the radical ways of Jesus. We're trying to relearn that, reframe our mission, and then release the potential into this world. For me, those are success stories. So that first night we got together back in September, after nine months of putting all together, the why, the how, the what, and to see us all come together and see the excitement in them in them because they were together with people that weren't like them, that was phenomenal to me. Well, I am just so excited. And I, I would imagine that there are others that are picking up on your enthusiasm and imagining the possibilities of Three Rivers Collaborative. How might other people who are listening to this, how might they get involved or seek more information or just learn more? Yeah, I would love anybody that's interested to contact me. Um, my email address is mrnelson, mrnelson at johnsonu.edu. So that's just my my Johnson email address. And as you've said uh, throughout the podcast here, threeriverscollaborative.com. And you can uh, get more information there and contact me that way too. This is um, this is a relational um, learning experience. This is not content based, and there's some things that will distinguish this from other things. And to me, it's the relational aspect of it that I've come gone from being a pastor of a church to being a pastor of this. I, I have a pastor's heart. It still needs to be relational. And that's going to be hard at times, and it's always hard during COVID, but but we're going to try to distinguish this from that. The other thing about this is because of the Lilly Grant, the churches that a program like this would probably, in the church world that I come from, cost about 10 grand to journey together for a year. This is free for these mm. churches. Mm. So these churches that thought they had to stay over in that part of the cafeteria because they couldn't afford to buy their school lunch. Now they get to sit at the table with the other kids. There's no rich kids and poor kids. Everybody sits at this table together. And so that is through the generosity of the Lilly Foundation. We could not be more thankful and grateful for that. And so anybody that wants to know, understand, have a conversation with me, please reach out. I'd love to. Mark, I I love that. And I want to play off something you said, you know, quoting the great uh, Parks and Recreation quote that you made. You know, we, we believe that, uh, you know, eight men and women with a cup of coffee beats, you know, one man or woman with eight cups of coffee any day. Absolutely. And, uh, Although, now, I don't know. That's going a little far. Now, like now Alicia, you can have eight cups of coffee. <laughs> I, I may have three or four in the morning, not going to in any way undermine that, but we love it when people get together and have a cup of coffee and we, we hope this conversation has been as comfortable as a group of believers sitting down over a cup of coffee and talking about our common interest in the kingdom and our story of Jesus, which is the greatest story ever told. And uh, I, I just want to say to you, Mark, we're, we're thrilled that you spent this time with us. And I'm thankful for uh, Alicia introducing us to you and us being able to give people the opportunity to hear more about your book. Uh, the book, again, i just like to mention it, uh, is Reformation, and you can go to reformation.com. Three Rivers Collaborative is the uh, the entity that you lead uh, that we've been talking about here, threeriverscollaborative.com. Um, if, here's kind of a closing question. This is pretty weighty, very, very important. We ask it of our guests. If we were to come to Knoxville and have a cup of coffee with you, 
and the three of us were to sit down together personally. A, how do you take your coffee, and where do you go and get your coffee in Knoxville? Where well, would we sit down together and do it? I take my coffee as tea, first okay. of all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like peak tea. That's my favorite. Um, but as far as sitting down with us, uh, because I have a staff member at Crossings that works at K-Brew, I need to say K-Brew. Uh, he would be mad at me if I didn't. But there's two or three locations right downtown in the heart of Knoxville. Come down to Market Square. We'll walk around. We'll have a cup of coffee. I'll have a cup of tea. And we'll, we'll sit around the table and talk about Jesus. Uh, I'd love to have the opportunity to do that. So, Mark, thank you for being with us. I, I think both uh, Alicia and I both would love to have you come back on this podcast again and talk about some of the successes as time kind of moves forward and the vision is more realized. Can't Absolutely. tell you how much we appreciate your being with us. And uh, to your good wife, Monica, for, for sharing uh, your time with us as well. Alicia, good to have you with us. Would you like to say anything before we close things out? Well, just thanks again, Mark, for joining us today. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a groupie fan. <laughs> and well, thank you for always enlightening us with your, with your good words. Thank you so much. Well, thanks uh, for having me. It's thanks for fun. joining us, Alicia. Thanks for your good work with Common Ground Unity, serving on our board and, and now coming on the podcast and sharing together in the conversations. Everybody, we're going to continue this, this theme of a time to tear down and a time to build up out of Ecclesiastes 3, 3, as we continue these conversations with authors and ministry leaders and thinkers uh, in Stone Campbell churches. And we're going to talk about things that need to be torn down and things that need to be built up. And we'll have a new podcast next week. So join us again. Go get a cup of coffee with another believer and start building those relationships and building those bridges to greater unity in the body of Christ. Thank you for listening to the Common Grounds Unity podcast. Please check out commongroundsunity.org to learn more about who we are. You can subscribe to the essays, join our Facebook group, or find our YouTube channel. And please check out the gatherings page where you can connect with other unity-minded Christians in your area. If you can't find a gathering in your area, we can help you start one. It's not difficult or time-consuming, and we'll help you out along the way. It really does simply start with a cup of coffee. If you want to volunteer or ask questions, please email john at commongroundsunity.org. And lastly, we need your help by donating to this ministry of reconciliation. Your donation is tax deductible. Links for donating are in the show notes or on our website. Until next time, God bless. And remember, unity starts with a cup of coffee.